everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of January 14th, 2024. Now that we're in the off season for real, real, it feels like things have calmed down slightly, except that the coaching carousel kept going, but we'll get there in a second. As always, I'm Jordan. With me tonight, I've got Kamish, Beth, Pit Girl, and Arthur on the ones and twos. Pit Girl, how are you? I'm good. I, I will say as the little banner by my name notes i did spend half an hour in a marshall's checkout line yesterday god bless those poor understaffed marshall's folks uh i don't i'm not quite sure what was going on that they were that understaffed but at one point while i was in the line the manager got on the loudspeaker to thank the employees who were there for showing up for work that day and to thank those of us who were in line for our patients so shout out to our heroic service workers who are out there helping us buy discounted Korean skincare. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to ask what you got. Anything yeah. fun? Yeah. Mostly discounted Korean skincare. Okay. Sounds good. Man, I'm, I'm surprised that a Marshall's would have that many, like be that busy that not having that many people like checking people out would actually back things up. It was insane. I will say that this Marshall's is a combination Marshall's home goods. So uh, it is, it is yeah. quite large. Uh, but yeah, I've never been in a line that long. It wrapped like, you know how Marshall's has the, like, we're going to trap you in the line and then show you all the other stuff that you can buy. Yeah. The line was backed out all the way through that and then wrapped back around past it all the way past Jesus the end Christ. again. Yes. It was no, very, very long, but Beth, I how are, you? Beth, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm trying to acclimate to a world in which the, the commission has provided my father with his new most prized possession. <laughs> The smile on your dad's face getting his koozie just it made my day today. <laughs> yeah. On a, on a day where it's fucking cold out and everyone's a little stir crazy and kids being shitty and I'm being shitty. That made me happy. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, he is. He's legitimately thrilled with it. If you didn't donate uh, above the Ferentz line, I'm very sorry that you will not also get to experience this joy. <laughs> there you go. Kamish, how are you? I'm great. Uh, just... Fresh off of Monster Jam. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You sent me a scoreboard. What what possible comp? Is it like wrestling where it's fake scored? No. Okay. So I've I've never been to Monster Jam. Um, And and believe me, I've I've never. I don't think I've seen monster trucks in person. Like growing up, I don't know if my dad ever took me or not. I have to bug him or not. But I don't have any like recollection of, of going to like the Louisiana Superdome to see uh you know monster trucks on sunday 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 just five bucks and like i know it, it was definitely not just five bucks I, not I, anymore I, yeah not like, anymore just, oh my thanks um, obama my, <laughs> <laughs> so i we get there and i'm like I, I don't i mean first of all it's cold as hell but like everybody else is colder than we are so we we park like parking's like ridiculous like this I'm I'm thinking that this place is going to be packed more than the Alamo Bowl, and I'm like, you you, I mean, they got like street vendors selling merch and everything. I'm like, this is nuts. So I wanted to go to the. They had a show last night, and then they had the show in Sunday afternoon. I chose the one where the Cowboys playoff game was going because I figured <laughs> it'd be less people, which it, it was, which is nice. So um, I, I didn't have to like, like squinch in a, a bunch or anything like that. But first monster jam experience ever. My, my kid, uh, my, my son, he's six and a half. And 
his, his favorite thing right now is, is monster trucks. Um, and this has been going on for about a year. Like, I mean, his Halloween costume, he had like the suit, like the racing suit to look yeah. like grave grave digger, his favorite monster truck. And for Easter last year in his Easter basket, we got him the most appropriate monster truck we could think of, uh, which was, which was grave digger. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, for the Easter holiday, I mean, Gravedigger kind of feels like it goes together. Uh, I, I've, I've been watching, rewatching season three of the Righteous Gemstones, <laughs> and they have a giant monster called the Redeemer. And I'm really just like, so uh, Beth, you were muted. Nice try, though. Oh, you're talking to someone else. Never mind. Sorry. I thought you were talking to us. Yeah, Sorry. it really looked like you were trying to get a quip in. No quip. I, I feel like, right. I, I, here, I'll, I'll get a quip back then. Um, I feel like if you're going to see Monster Trucks, you got to go on Sunday. I mean, it, it feels like it's sacrilegious if you do not go on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Because, I mean, those those commercials, like, everybody had those commercials. So right, yeah. Uh, so I get there. I don't really know what to expect. Um, you know, I know just off the top of, like, the fumes are going to be whatever. Um, we need ear protection guaranteed. I'm gonna need some ear protection. I got like these little earplugs for myself. I, I got my son like a nice, like, uh, you know, earplugs and everything. He wore his grave digger shirt that he got for Christmas from my mom or whatever. Um, underneath the multiple layers we had to wear walking in and it turned out to be like a competition. So it's like, a, it's no like clue. a cop. It's like a show. And in the beginning of this, they're talking about this this one guy. He's the 14-time champion, and this is his last year that he's racing as a full-time, like, Monster Jam driver. And he's, like, the driver of, like, Max D, which is uh, an abbreviation for Max Destruction. Uh, <laughs> so, so he comes out, and they introduce him, and he guns it, and he do- goes over the thing, and then he tries to do, like, a turn, but then his, he loses control of the turn and he smacks his right rear wheel into like the the barrier, which apparently is just dumpsters with like banners over that. So and then he pops his right tire to start. And so he's just sitting there and then they're introducing everybody else and he has a flat tire and he's just got to sit there while they're introducing everybody else. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So once they're done introducing everybody, they're like, OK. We're going to do the race. There's like a, there's 12 monster trucks and here is a 12 team bracket. So I got to see the preview of the college football playoff okay. in monster yeah. truck form. <laughs> okay. Here's a question for you. Okay. How much do you think one monster truck tire runs? Oh God. I don't even like, like, I mean, thousands? it's gotta be, it's gotta be like, like two to three grand. I, think. I will tell you that a standard um, class A RV tire runs a thousand dollars oh then, it's got, then this has to be like five thousand or something what is it is twenty six hundred to three thousand dollars jesus okay. and just so fucking it pop is, it on your uh, intro expensive lap whoops he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even make it like he made it halfway on his intro lap and he just had to sit there and then they just introduced everybody. it was it was nuts so like i, I you know so the the first section is that 12-team playoff, uh, the 12th Monster Jam playoff, uh, they do a race. So they start in the middle, and they do like a circle, and then they go around, and they race, and they they meet on the – they try to do that. So the best race I saw was El Toro Loco okay. versus like Grave this. Digger. 
and it they both had the best lap times and it was like a photo finish and El Toro Loco won it by a nose. Wait, do they have to like destroy things on their laps around you no. get extra points? No. What's the point then? I, so it's I just like see... monster truck racing. Yeah, it's not front. demo derby. It's not demo derby. But they that's crush the, first the no, but they crush trucks. No, no, they, they crush their car. That, that that comes later. Okay, I'm sorry. That sorry, getting ahead later. of myself. I'm getting ahead of yourself. So after that, uh, then they do like a trick thing. So like all twelve, they get two runs basically to do like like an X Games style thing. Okay. With with the monster truck, like, can you flip it up on the nose and then, like, you know, you know, flip it on the side or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was the second one, and then they called it halftime, which is weird because there was only one event left after this. <laughs> they, they called it halftime. They had uh, the company that sponsors the uh, like all the you know, monster trucks and everything like that. It's uh, I think it's like JBG or something like that. I, it's like a construction company. Sure. So they had like like backhoes and like like construction equipment, and it's just like you, you gotta, <laughs> coming out for halftime, doing like like dancing like cheerleaders with like their their backhoe <laughs> buckets. They're like lifting themselves up off like to the side, like Zamboni. They're, they're, they're doing. And, and then there's the actual like le- legitimate dirt, like backhoes that are changing the course to make the jumps higher to make the monster trucks go higher gotcha. for different. And I'm like, you got me. Like more, more me. halftime should be like that. Yeah, was... like we should we should have for for bowl games. That should be the new thing. Like the 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 tax act bowl should have people doing your taxes. Like. Just... <laughs> However many lucky fans in the in attendance, just bring all your your paperwork, and then at halftime, you just go down to the field. They just do your taxes like that. With, that should with, be a halftime. with a really aggressive in stadium color commentator, though. Exactly, just all the they're just on the scoreboard. All the deductions you're you're getting. Um, you know, the crowd probably boos if you just take the standard deduction. No, you don't take you don't fucking take the standard deduction if you're in the stadium. Come on. I don't I've been it might be financially beneficial to you. I don't know. I'm not a tax professional. This is not financial advice. We are not, not a take, fiduciary. Yeah, do not yeah. take financial advice from Sicko's committee the- LNC. <laughs> the standard deduction is the sad field goal of taxes. It is. Yeah, that's right. You gotta itemize itemize that shit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Keep it. You should probably take the standard deduction. Don't listen to me. No, they they should have a like a standard deduction, but for drives, like you can just say like, yeah, we'll take two points, like at the beginning of every drive. And oh yeah, like you, you could be a- like your average. Oh yeah, like sure. You know, if you, with this drive, can we just take one point? No, oh, Iowa gets point. Iowa gets zero points either way. This is perfect. Oh, oh, oh. we'll talk oh. about we'll talk about Iowa in a little bit. <laughs> You're not going away yet, Iowa. So wait, so Kamish, who won? So the after the free uh, the the freestyle, there is the freestyle, the interpretive, the interpretive dancing portion, monster truck dance where they get to do whatever they want to do, and there's some that are trying to do like back back flips, um, with the things and and like a couple landed. Um, there was a fan favorite. It was a, a a lady from El Paso driving like the Lucas Oil monster truck, and it was uh she hit a backflip. Uh, but then, like her axle broke, like after landing the backflip. So, um, I mean, she, she, everybody was okay, which is nuts. Then you would see, like, so the he, like Harry shrugged it. Uh, essentially, 
I mean, hey, she finished. She finished third in that. Her in that bravery scene. got us through the fucking Whitewater scandal. Okay. Also, the description of this does feel weirdly like figure skating, where you have like, here's what you have to do in the short program, and but, uh-huh. but guess what? In the long program, guess who are the judges? The fans. Oh well, this is so. We we just basically went to a website. We typed in a code, and we could rate the drivers on everything except the race because it's time. But like their tricks or whatever. Uh, so the Gravedigger won the trick section, and he won the freestyle. Um, so the champion Gravedigger, my 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 kiddo, just super thrilled. Um, one of his his favorite trucks now. Is 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 basically like he enjoyed the Black Pearl, which is like the pirate theme one. Who, okay. who nailed a backflip, which was amazing. There was one guy. Uh, the name of the driver is like is just John Gordon, and he had a chromed out, like normal looking truck, like yeah. just like a, a truck, like maybe like a Chevy Silverado, but monster truck version of it. And the name of the truck was Bad Company. So every time that they showed him on the screen, it was just like Bad Company. Was there, a, was, there, was there a lot of butt rock? Like, was it was it everything with like just was, shredding electric guitars? There was one I can't remember which one it was, but just going out to like POD. It's just like I was like, "Come on, man!" Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, El Toro Loco, by the way, um, you know, again, which is it's a bull, and you got to put your horns up for El Toro Loco, and I don't think that goes well in in Oklahoma. They they must hate El Toro Loco. Horns that's down. that's Spanish for the Toro. That's Spanish for the Toro Loco, by the way. <laughs> that's my favorite thing at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> the Baja Blast. Uh, but yes, no, it was a great time. Baja Blast was a was a monster truck. I would believe you. Oh, we're getting I, Baja serious, Blasted. Kids. I want to look. I want to look at all these monster truck names because they're ridiculous. Like they are. There's some that were there. I mean, like one is just like it's the Lucas Oil Chris Hitt. It's the great wow. clip. It's the great clips Mohawk Warrior, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> get out of here. Oh, he I don't know sp- how I feel about race. that one. But God, it's got imagine, like a mohawk on it. It's okay, ridiculous. Okay, but imagine a Pop Tarts monster truck. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, That's, there used I, to be a there used to be a monster truck called Swamp Thing. Bring bring it back. I remember Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only monster trucks I know are Bigfoot, Grave Digger, Digger, and Swamp Thing. Like those are the three that like are in my brain, because those are the ones I think that had toys back from the eighties. Yeah, this seriously, they're giving away like toys uh, to kids in the stands, and their parents just like look at the people giving them the toys, and it just you could just see their eyes like, "Don't do this! Don't you don't 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 give this shit to my kid! Don't! It's enough that we got them to take. I don't need to bring this home. It's just supposed to be a one time thing." Let's get the monster jam out of his system. God. And then my kid comes home, bad company. <laughs> 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 I love this. And it's just like the, the driver folding his arms and he's on the screen. He's just like, bad company. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> it's going to be stuck on my head for like a week now. It's amazing. So I would like to talk about something that I texted, I tweeted, I not texted, I messaged you guys this morning. And I simply said that I have something to talk about that is the intersection of why are men intrusive thoughts and Jordan being Jordan. It's very cold out today here, guys. <laughs> this morning it was like low teens, feels like negative five or so. What's the temp right now? It's it's actually warmed up slightly, I think. I am I am currently No, I at... lied. I'm at ten, feels like negative four. Gross. I'm 
25 feels like 14. So I'm at 15. I have no idea what it feels like. Uh, Let's step outside. I'm at 24. Downright tropical here in scenic central Pennsylvania. All, all me. All me. So, uh, it feels like six. There you go. Nice. I, I decided this morning I was going to go to HEB and I hopped in the shower, got out, and was sitting standing in my towel. And my back, like, my backyard has a bit of a, a, a patio on it. So it's covered for a bit. And I was like, I remember going outside up in New Hampshire. When I was there. Like, my hair would freeze. That was kind of funny. I wonder what it would feel like if I just went outside in the towel. So I did. I walk in the backyard. No one can see anything. It's fine. And I was just like, I wonder how it goes. Y'all so much froze. Because <laughs> I didn't actually dry off a whole lot. And so yeah. I just I just was like, I wonder how this is going to go. So I just walked outside. <laughs> Jordan, you have nailed, you have nailed why are men in an extremely harmless way. And for that, my hat is off to you. Because mm -hmm. most of the time I say why are men, it is not in a way that it is not about something harmless. But this is just this guys is, being dudes. Yeah. Thank this you is, for being a guy being a dude. I, I don't know what it was. It was an intrusive thought that came in. Like, I wonder what would happen if I just went outside like this. I... So I was in a touring choir yeah. 20 years ago, and we did a concert in Amory, Wisconsin in February, which is up in the northern part of Wisconsin. And we had, there was a hot tub at the place we were staying, and there was a snowbank next to the hot tub. Mm -hmm. So did I do bikini snow angels in the snow? Yeah. Mind your business. But that was also several presidential administrations ago. I would not do this thing now. And you and I are basically the same age. Yeah. <laughs> the speaking of naked and cold, <laughs> the, 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 the both the most, the harshest thing anyone has ever said to me while I was naked. I, I lost a game of beer pong at college. And the bet was to streak down uh, Webster Avenue, which is frat row to the library and back. It's not that far. Okay. But I'm also not a great runner. So I did this and I'm going and someone drives up next to me and just says very calmly, if I were you, I'd run faster. <laughs> Y'all welcome to the off season episode one, which feels like, <laughs> no, no, we would have said this thing. shit during the season. Yeah. Yes. Which is, which is just like the most, it was just like, yeah, you know what? If I were me, I would have run faster too. It happens. Good times. I, right, I, I simply gotta, I gotta would make not a have beer pong. Yeah, true that. Go ahead, Kamesh. I got to make a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Like a frightened turtle. Yeah, uh, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. It was It was rough. I shouldn't have lost that game. I lost to an alum. That was the worst part. I was an undergrad and they were alums and I He's now a he's now a lawyer. Ooh. The other dude is a I don't know what he does. A consultant. Usually if you ask oh what my friends my from college God. ever did, the answer is generally going to be consultant. I'm just going to wave my hands and do that. It yeah, used to it's they almost used to, like he went to an Ivy League school, Jordan. They also yeah, they all used to be investment bankers. That was always the go-to, but Yeah, and then 2008 happened. Right, so they all became consultants. Right. Everybody works at Deloitte now. It happens. Uh let's go on to something less less weird. Uh, there has been the UCA championships 
And we're going to have to have this problem because if you all know what we like to do in the summer is that we like to shout out non-NCAA champions. So this is our Kansas State crops farming or crop judging. This is meat judging, all these things. But there is this schism in the cheer and dance world between the UCA and the What's the other one called? It's the one that BYU does. It's like the NCA. The not UCA. Right. And so it is It is this big schism. But the UCA is going on right now. And I want to shout out Aubie from Auburn. Aubie won the mascot competition. Yeah, he did. Aubie won by two-tenths of a point over Smokey from Tennessee. Hmm. And uh, also on here, third place, a bit behind whatever the Bearcats name from Cincinnati. Then we have Hook'em from Texas, uh, whatever the is called from and then it goes down from there. Uh, Market. Orig- originally, Oklahoma on this score was listed as having two points, like 2.54 points. And someone suggested that the scooter must have just fallen over and exploded. This is not the one that BYU does, by the way. Because I went to go see who won the hip-hop competition and LSU won the hip-hop competition here. But this is not the quote-unquote big one, because apparently the other one is the one that BYU goes to and wins all their mm-hmm. competitions. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. something about, like, this is more, like, this they require you actually do cheers in this one, but the other one's more of, like, a dance thing. It's it, it's very schismatic here. It's sort of like what it, quiz, College Quiz Bowl has this, and then Debate has this fucking problem. Yes, College Quiz Bowl has this problem. High School Quiz Bowl has this problem. Uh, I, I did quiz bowl in high school and we switched formats. I think only the one time when I was in school, like formally for the league, but we played several different formats because that's a thing. Like there's an IQT and then there's a bunch of other stuff. NAQT is the best one. Right. We get into this issue and, oh, there's, was it the debate has this problem and oh god just this is the problem we have when we try to do this and we do our best to keep the best and the most correct answer possible but holy shit it's so hard to find agreed upon like just to say like oh this team this thing won because originally in my mind i was like oh it was something like this team won quiz bowl they are the quiz bowl national champ it's no, simple they're not. <laughs> team. no fucking no it can't be simple like that oh this team won meat judging well no because they did not win beef judging they only won the invitational in this meatpacking plant and oh my god it's just it can't be simple it can never be simple i mean i don't really think it's that much different than like how there are so many different selectors that award championships for fbs football oh not at all you're right you know i'm exactly right and this is why we have use our national title winner ucf that i will always say from 2017 hang a banner uh, they did, and they. I, what what made me realize that they saw it as legit was when they paid Scott Frost and his staff the actual bonus for winning the national title, because that's putting your money where your mouth is and going, you know what, you actually won a fucking national title. We will pay you like you won a national title. Jerry Hill could have had an extra, you know, twenty five bucks or whatever the fuck they were going to give him in New Mexico State. <laughs> a bag of a bag of corn chips. Uh, speaking of football things let's talk about iowa's offensive coordinator y'all do you know how many days it's been since they announced that brian ferentz was not returning i do because in a shocking turn of events i have actually read the show notes 
Whoa, pick girl, say it. Wow. It has been 75 days since Iowa announced that Brian Ferentz would not be returning. And yet, Iowa still does not have an offensive coordinator. Mind you, by the time that you are listening to this, it will have been more than two weeks since their last game. This is why the Catholic Church church started locking fuckers in until they made decisions. Mm -hmm. Because they would let this go on too long. Maybe they have made a decision. What might that be? Listen, if you if you want the job done right, Kirk knows. He knows. Who who knows what Kirk wants more than Kirk? Right. I mean, the the other option here is one that I have already posited on this podcast, which is that Iowa has decided that they have advanced beyond the need for an offensive coordinator. I mean, transcended offense. I mean, was it Chip Kelly doesn't have a special teams coordinator? A lot of teams don't have a special teams coordinator. Right. Who needs I mean, that? You know, maybe that's what I was going to do. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> OC yeah. by committee. No, this is, this is, this is Barcelona tiki taki. Everyone plays every position. Twitch plays Iowa offense. I mean, they, they could just call like the same play every play and then they don't need an offensive coordinator. Just, you know, just hand I, the ball I, off. I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag, but I did lead the, uh, the, I believe the Glacier Knights. I forget what the fuck they were called. The first fan control football season, my team did win. I was a Wild Ace fan. Never mind. I was a Wild Ace fan. I led the Wild Aces to a national title. Okay. With my play you're, you're calling. Ce- you're celebrating a title for a team you can't remember the name of? They got, all man, FCF got wrecked by NFT got bullshit. The second season was like Bored Ape FC. Fuck that noise. Gross. Right. But the first season was pure and good, clearly, because we were all had pandemic brains. I would sit there on my fucking phone and my app calling four verts every time. Uh, anyways, we won the title. I just want people to know that I am available for this job. What is the Iowa version of not having chosen an OC yet? Like we have the black smoke. What is the Iowa version of this? I mean, would it have to be something Maybe. involving corn? Oh, you know right? what? I know what the problem. Yeah, I, I know what the problem is. What? I know what happened. They haven't had the caucus yet. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. okay. I forgot that the caucus is going Wait, on. Are, are we saying? Are they we have saying to the decide winner? by caucus? Yeah. Nice. Okay, but are we are we saying it's like simultaneous? Like the the when people go caucus? Uh, yeah. Sometime soon. I yeah. assumed. I assumed that they had Monday. I, yeah, I assumed that they were going to have the political caucus, then they were going to have a brief potluck, and then they were going to have the more important Iowa offensive coordinator caucus. No, they're just, they're going to, no, hey, man, Iowa OC Nikki Haley, lock it in right now. I just want to see people run back and forth across a room trying to decide who's the new OC. That's the most pure form of democracy. We've always said that. Is people in, you're, you and running your friends, in a gymnasium. Yeah, you and your friends in a room standing on opposite sides, hollering. Bullying people to come to your corner, actually. That's that's how that's how we wanted it. It's certainly the most proto of all democracies because it's how we solved everything on the playground. Right? Now I I want this now. I want the Iowa OC caucus. I I want I want different OCs in a room trying to convince Iowa fans on on what type of offense they should run. I mean, you well, got the whole, players just look, have to watch. Look, you want a real yeah, the players are in the middle. Grassley too. You go I'm to all player. 99 counties in Iowa. You yeah, got to go to Ames and convince yeah. the Iowa fans in Ames. That's right. <laughs> Four of them. Uh, have, have, I, have I ever complained about the Iowa County map? Do you, do you know the problem with it? We do. And I hate it. Okay. Do you guys know the problem with it? 
Beth, yeah, you know there's what? like there's like one that messes up the pattern. Oh, right? I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna drop it in the I'm chat. I'm scared because it's a perfect grid except, except they merged one. two fucking counties. There's a double county. There's a double county, so it's 99 counties. Eh, that's uh, fine. Why? Why Cosseth County? I think it's because like in one county, like there was like actually four people. But fuck it, because in Texas we have a county where we have like a hundred people. We're the Paul County. county. God, it's like a oh god, it makes me angry. Pennsylvania has I... plenty of itty bitty tiny counties. We Montour County. Why do you exist? Yeah, there's too many. Don't I you don't come know. for Tom, for uh, for Carbon County? We love them. I guess Iowa could say I got. 99 counties but an offensive coordinator ain't one or something i don't know that i didn't workshop that i'm i'm trying oh, oh, to... no that brings up a good idea why don't we take one of these counties and make them the offensive coordinator oh, yeah we i don't know do... my my theory here maybe maybe kirk ferentz is quiet quitting <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody wants to work anymore that's the thing <laughs> they keep trying to get him to hire one and he just won't come to the meeting not doing it like Kirk sorry, like, I have sorry. a dentist appointment. It's my fourth one this week. I'm sorry. The Kirk is just like he's he's like you you made me you fired my son. I refuse to do anything. Uh I'm not hiring an offensive coordinator. I mean, you have the application there. There's people that in our replies that like I applied it and they just said that it's still in reviewing status. It's so, <laughs> uh, so well, uh, to be fair, if you apply to those postings, like I don't think they're looking at them. No, uh, it's just fun. Yeah, uh, I would. I would like to say I would like to elect the Iowa offensive coordinator, like they elected the Doge of Venice, sent from twelve sixty eight. I'm going to describe the process for you guys. Thirty electors were chosen by lot, and then a second second lottery reduced them to nine. Who then nominated forty candidates in all, each of whom had to be approved by at least seven electors in order to pass to the next stage. The forty were pruned by tw- a lot to twelve, who nominated a total of twenty five, who needed at least nine nominations each. 25 were called to nine who picked an electoral college of 45, each of with at least seven nominations. The 45 became 11 who chose a final college of 41. Each member proposed one candidate, all of whom were discussed and if necessary examined in person, whereupon each elector cast a vote for every candidate of whom he approved. Approval voting, always good. The candidate with the most approvals was the winner, provided he had been endorsed by at least 25 of the 41. It's and perfect. I thought it was bad that there are currently eight candidates in the Democratic primary in my house district. Nope. This is a lot better. We improved. This is, I, I love weird ass. I still, weird I, ass I still can't get this Iowa caucus. I can't get this Iowa caucus thing out of my head now. The Iowa mm-hmm. OC caucus. Like you have Hogo in the corner. We're going to run the air raid. <laughs> then, then, no, but you have to have you have to have someone. There's someone who supports Holgo in all 99 counties going to each of yes. these places, being we need Dana yes. Holgerson to revive need, Iowa need, football. Yeah, you gotta have all to your get caucus the, captains. You were also skipping captains. out on the. We're also skipping out on all the barnstorming that has to take place for weeks before this to draw, like, so that you can draw people in to do this. So yeah. you're imagining like Dana showing up in a in a malt shop in Western in Western Iowa, like, hey, come out and vote for me. I think that they only keep malt shops in Iowa because of the fucking Iowa caucus every four years. They just fold them out. I did drop, by the way, a summarized version of the voting process in the chat. Just so you can see all the steps. It's wonderful. This, this is just... Like, I don't... I, we, look, should man, do all vote, we should do all voting like this. I, I'm li- look, I, The thing with Iowa is just... 
I don't I don't know what's going on. I I don't know what's going on, and it's fascinating that nothing has happened. There's not been any rumors to link anybody. Like there's there's not been like Twitter rumors. Like I I tweeted a couple weeks back. I was like, have we heard any Iowa OC rumors? Like they're like, well, it may be Joe Philbin, uh, former Dolphins head coach, or like Paul Christ, uh, the former Badgers head coach. But there's been nothing linking anybody. Like there's there's not been like smoke or fire or rumors. There's not been the the classic. Uh, the Sickos Committee, now we're into breaking news. There's not been any big text photos uh, with, like, Iowa OC rumors, except the one that we produced ourselves, and it yep. was just a black screen that says, Iowa Offensive Coordinator, question mark. Yeah, uh, can we start our own rumors? No. no because we, no, uh, we, no. we fucked this up before, and, like, we no. feel bad about it, sort of. No. I'm getting a text from James Franklin's agent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it is his buyout that we need to edit the tweet? And we got to put his buyout in there too. I'm just hearing that like he's being mentioned. James, James Franklin's Franklin buyout mentioned. is on a roller coaster that only goes up, my friends. James God, Franklin that's a mentioned. Coaster. Is he Jimmy Sexton too? Probably. Is that really Jimmy Sexton? God, making so much Probably. money. Uh, I would like to say that there are some interesting moves. Jerry Kill in his retirement is not going to Mexico. He's going to the other place where you can drink margaritas all day, Nashville. He's going to be hanging out in Vandy. Jerry Kill on a pedal bar with all the bachelorette parties as an analyst for Vandy. Yeah. Wearing the poncho. He could be doing worse. He could be doing worse. Wearing the poncho, showing the guns. You got to show the tattoo. Got to show the ink. I mean, got to show the quick lane bowl tattoo. Yes. That's. He's going to be there with Clark Lee and OC Tim Beck. Which Tim Beck is this? It's Aren't not the two? Coastal Carolina Tim Beck. Okay, this is the other Tim Beck. There's two Tim Becks. This has been a problem. Which one is the Ill- formerly Illinois Tim Beck? Uh, is that the one that was also Texas OC Tim Beck? I can never remember. Okay, no. Uh, the Okay, no. The Tim Beck at Coastal was the was the formal was the former dude at Texas. Yeah, Tim Beckett Vandy was at Pittsburgh State for a long ass time. Okay, he was at New Mexico State too, right? For like a year, yeah. He was yeah. he was he was the quarterbacks coach at New Mexico State. Yes, but yeah, so he was he he molded Diego Pavia into the so so I mean Diego's still in the transfer portal. Could we get Diego Pavia Vandy QB? Uh, this Vandy this Vandy <laughs> Vandy Tim Beck also won the uh, the D two national title in 2011 with Pittsburgh State. He's pedigreed. Uh, I would just like everyone to know that Wikipedia differ- differentiates the two Tim Becks by saying Tim Beck, parenthetical, American football, born 1966, as opposed to Tim Beck, parenthetical, American football, born 1964. 1966 Tim Beck is the Coastal Carolina Tim Beck. Okay, God, that's now I'm thinking that they're wines. Oh, vintages. I'll have the 66 Tim Beck. Tim Beck instead of the, not the 64. I would like the 66. Spit it out. This is corked. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. There was too much rain this year. Which one was, which way? Okay. I already forgot who was who. 66 is Vandy? 66 is Vandy, yes. Okay. No. Uh, no? 66 is Vandy. <laughs> no. Chicago Four is Vandy. <laughs> God and neither it. of them coached at Illinois. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is great. Awesome. This uh, this has notes of of mini golf. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. I like this one. <laughs> mini mini golf and fucking sprayed shirts. Okay, so Sandal we do words. have more coaching carousel stuff because we thought it was dead. But then So I'll say that Richard Johnson of Split Zone Duo has been beating this drum for a while and saying that if Nick Saban ever retired, he was it was not going to be a year of here's a year in advance i'm gonna retire i'm gonna do like the coach k thing where it's like i'm gonna go and do the do the gear out i'm gonna wave everyone and say goodbye last time through it was just going to happen and lo and behold it just fucking happened yeah i was i was a little bit disappointed you know just in the specific timing because just when it coincided with our recording schedule it was like was right after us. Was yeah, it was like right after. Like it was so they it came out I think on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um cuz I remember so actually funny funny way I saw this news was that I was in uh I was at the ER and like the ER had the TVs on to like the Pittsburgh local news and they did like the sports section and it was like all the headlines about uh like all the local stuff. And then at the very end, they like shoehorned in like, oh, by the way, Nick Saban retired. And they also like squeezed it in with uh, Eric Spolster's contract extension. They like they smushed them together by being like, Nick Saban's retiring as head coach from Alabama. He made over $150 million there. And Eric Spolster is getting a $150 million contract extension. You know, he's the coach of the Miami Heat. And then like end of sports. Like that's it. So that was how I found out because I didn't have any reception because I guess the the ER there it's like on the first floor but like deep into the building and gotcha. like, you just, like there's no reception so I just saw it on the TV that's how I found out was that like little tag at the end of the sports local news. But everyone's acting like he's dead, and that's the weirdest part about it. Some like. Like around his statue again, never build a statue so someone's dead, guys. Like first rule, never build a statue so someone's dead. There, but, there's been a there's been a shift in statue culture. Like that's just like no, this person needs to see their statue that we built of them while they're alive. Like they they have to see we love them so much we're building them a statue and they have to know about that. And then and and then, and then Gary mean, Patterson. Fine. Then you fire Gary Patterson and he fucks off to Texas. Yeah, he still built the program. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of cool because, like, you know, I know the traditional, like, time that you do all these tributes is, like, when someone dies. But, like, it's cool to do them when they're still alive and, like, they can actually see everything. Not I, that, I mean. Yes. Like, I, I, I think it's cool. You know, I, I we we did, um, you know, with, like, with my family recently, we did um, something for a relative where we did basically kind of like, Oh, like, Oh, let's like celebrate your life. Cause like they were, they were turning, he was turning 90 and it was like, yeah, like why wait till you die? Like, let's just do the big celebration now. Um, and then like, you can be here for it. Like, so like, I'm, I feel like, you know, it's cool. And, but then why is, why is there a get well, they want to do. Why is there a get well soon balloon on the statue? 
I mean, someone CVS had probably well, someone probably sent their assistant and like just like oh like shit i need a card or a balloon or some shit i don't know and then that's that's how it went down that's the, my guess the Every- balloon, balloon also has the same energy as and and arthur i know you'll remember this the eternal you are not the father cake at iga on pitts campus <laughs> where you Yes, there was always there was an independent grocery store in the second floor of a very sketchy building along yeah. Forbes, which is like the main business drag. Uh, downstairs was a tanning salon. Upstairs was this independent grocery store. You only ever went to this grocery store if you were like out of one thing because it was extremely expensive or you wanted to buy beer. They also had a cake case. And in the cake case, there was always, always a cake that read, congratulations, you are not the father. And I'm sure that people got sent to buy a cake and the only cake available was that one. Every day, dozens of coaches die of coach brain. (laughs) For just pennies a day, you can help to support the life of a coach as they battle this terrible disease. They take a lot more than pennies a day. Their buyouts are way more expensive than that. Well, if we all donate a couple pennies. That's true. The amount of stuff that was around the statue, y'all. The pictures we got, of course, like little Debbie oatmeal cream pies, because Saban says he eats like two of those a day. That makes total sense. But then I see things like a four loco. Sure. Smearing off ice. Uh, Saban got iced. <laughs> this is this is like an Egyptian. This is like an Egyptian tomb. It's everything Nick needs for the afterlife. That's, yep. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Diet Coke and regular Coke. You hand you you hand Kanshu not Kanshu not Kanshu. Uh, who's like the, who's is it Isis? Who's the? I'm the, still the laughing god? at somebody. Oh, just... the the Big Bird God. Yeah, that, Osiris. You hand Osiris <laughs> to get across. You have to hand Osiris. You have to hand him two. Oatmeal cream cookie, cry cookies, and he will guide you across the river. <laughs> That's why you put two oatmeal cream pie cookies on their eyes when they die. Is what, that a bottle what, of barefoot? What? Yes, the, there's, the main em- thing, there's empty bottles of barefoot. The main thing, <laughs> the main thing for me is why the fuck did somebody bring a bag of ice? I don't know because because you, can, you can't drink Coke and Diet Coke. You can't drink Coke and Diet Coke without on ice. <laughs> Man, now, now I'm just remember. I'm just thinking. This is this is completely like only pit people will get this. But I'm just imagining if uh, Tim Salem had a statue, everyone just leaving like open Mountain Dews. Mm-hmm. What is what is a what does a canopic jar from Alabama look like, and why is it just half filled with dip? The the lid. You know how the lids were different animals. The lids are all oh. elephants. Ooh. The sides are hound, are hound's tooth, but kind of hieroglyphic looking. Okay, someone has been putting the ground in a hound's tooth coffin. I guarantee it. Oh, yes, guaranteed. Done. For, for real. The thing that's like, dumb about those. this, though, is that if you look at Bear's hats, most of them are checked. Yeah, I know. They but... weren't even hound's tooth. Come on, people. Because hound's tooth is, yeah. Okay, yes, you're right. Well, so I, I have a question. What would you want people like or, or maybe coffin not a saint's coffin god google <laughs> maybe not necessarily what you want what would people like if you i guess retired what would they leave by your statue if you had one like food wise jesus christ i mean for me it's got to be 
Dr. like Diet Dr. Pepper and just God. lots of lots of the good chewy eyes. I'm getting Duke's mayo, aren't I? You Probably. are. <laughs> You're already that's, dead, that's, so it's fine. That's to, make, that's to make sure you don't come back. Okay. Well, that's, that's, oh, that's to keep your soul trapped. Well, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's to keep it's your my, soul trapped. It's my salt circle. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I will haunt you. She can't leave. Uh, no, There's Beth, mayo the around there. Everyone knows. The for you, Beth, is that people traveled back in time and they get the good hotel pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to put all of Beth's organs into different slow cookers. We're going to take them out. The crock pots. Jesus. Different crock pots for each of her organs. This is the one for the brain, the one for the heart. Arthur, I'm going to need you to clip that with no context so we have it for future evidence. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll mark that down. I, don't know. I feel like I feel like we'll really know that we've uh, made it as a podcast when there's like a social media account that is like our podcast, like no context no or whatever, context. Or, like out of context. So I'm I'm waiting for I mean, someone already, to step up and do that. We already have a social media account that basically just mocks us. So I mean, that's like a, a hater one. That's just I mean, like, that's us. That's us though. That's basically no, but us. we well, we don't. True, I'm, yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like someone who is so much of a fan to the point where they're just tweeting out random quotes that we've said on. Okay, on a I, I would love yeah. to be funny enough for that to happen. Same. I I think the barefoot wine is the one that like really caught my eye first because. That also says I went to CVS. Yeah. Because what? Where else do you buy barefoot wine besides Walmart and CVS? In Pennsylvania, you buy it at the beer distributor because that's the so or at the liquor store because that's the only place that sells it. Or oh, cheats because you're back. That's true. Thing, you can buy it at cheats now, but you couldn't when I was in college. There's there's another thing that really gets me here. There's a bag of the Bucky's Sour Power candy belts, but it's empty or like mostly empty. Mostly I don't empty. Know. Mostly empty. Right. So. The only SEC school in the area that has a Bucky's is, 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 is Auburn. It's Auburn. This is. Yeah. Like, was was this the greatest night for a lot of SEC fan bases? Did everyone hear this news and just like bodies relaxed more? So I have a little story about this. Okay. I was away from my phone and my keyboard for like 90% of the day on Wednesday. And I had been away from home and I got home and I put all my stuff down. And then I immediately went out for trivia night with obnoxiously fit boyfriend and some of our friends. And you guys are talking in the group chat about an emergency pod, but I have not looked at Twitter and I don't know why. Oh, that's right. We and broke the you, news to you. Yes. You broke the news to me. You said emergency pod, and I said question mark, question mark, question mark, and Kamish said Sabin emergency pod, and I was like, oh fuck, did he retire? And I am sitting there in the trivia bar, staring at my phone, and obnoxiously pit boyfriend is like, are you okay? And I'm like, Nick Sabin just retired. And obnoxiously pit boyfriend was like, what, did you think he was going to die in that job? And I look at him and I'm like, yes, actually, yes. I really did think that he was just going to keel over on the sideline one day. Yeah, and, uh, fall, in, and fall into the arms yeah. of an angel. Yeah, and be swallowed by Bryant-Denny Stadium and just sort of be there under the ground forever. Um, and then obnoxiously pit boyfriend being who he is. We watched this year's Iron Bowl in Massachusetts with my parents. Friendly reminder that my dad is a big Auburn fan. 
obnoxiously pit boyfriend then points out to me, man, it really sucks for Auburn that they blew their last chance to beat Saban this year. I am in pain. Oh God. Just I don't know. All, had, though, he all, he had, all he had to do was cover a fourth and 31. No yeah. way. No yeah. way to get a fourth and third and 31. What, wait, what was the name of that play call? What was it? The fourth and 31 play call. What was the name of it? Y'all don't, y'all don't remember that? Mm-mm. No. It was Gravedigger. Oh, fuck. Sunday, oh, my Sunday, God. Sunday. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I I had a moment where I, this is going to get a little nerdy. My apologies. Uh, after Alexander the Great died, his successors fought for the Empire and basically tore it apart into chunks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when everyone was talking about, like, is it Kiffin? Is it Sark? I was, this is very much had vibes of, like, we're going to have, you know. The funeral games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, someone, someone, someone made a point, like. Who's going to claim uh, Saban's corpse? Because for a big chunk of the, the War of the Successors, part of it was whoever had the body. And they mm-hmm. would carry his body into battle like at the fucking Ark of the Covenant. Uh, it was wild times uh, for about, about uh, 10, 20, 30, more than that years. It was a long time. Then also the idea of Lane Kiffin marching into Egypt and just declaring himself Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, oh, you know, you guys, for 2,000 years, you've had all these people, but now you've got Lane Kiffin, Pharaoh. And that made more sense. Let me be real clear here. Yeah. In the Saban funeral games, the one who's Ptolemy, who's just going to grab shit and go camp, is Jimbo. Is and it's not close. That's Jimbo. Well, hey, I mean, hey, y'all, thing- I'm Pharaoh now. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm, I'm Pharaoh really... Jimbo. Here's I bought Egypt because I'm rich. I bought Egypt. Here's 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 my little cartouche. It's just a big dollar sign because I got money. <laughs> the thing that really surprised me though is like, I feel like for a while people have been talking about like what's the succession going to look like when Saban retires, and I think a lot of people had sort of you know like images in their head. I know I did of like jockeying for power, right? Like something where there are like actual like people in the building that are kind of claiming this thing right like but with his like current coaching staff or i guess now former from this past season like he just didn't really have anyone on staff that was ever going to be like a serious cat like they're they weren't going to put like tommy reese in there so or you're, something. you're gonna put tommy like, reese's head coach like had, had he he had a lot of 31 where had he retired in like previous years, there would have been like yeah. an obvious, like, Oh, like we'll just elevate. Like, I mean, like Sark last year would have made a lot of sense there. And it really jumped out to me that like, wow, you know, I, it, that did not, you know, I wasn't surprised to see Saban retire the way he did just kind of walking away when he felt his time was up. You know, he seemed, he's always seemed to me like someone who's well adjusted enough that like he doesn't need to coach forever. Like, you know, some of these, I mean, it's really rare for someone of his stature. I mean, you compare I, I really hate like, to the, s- the coaches of his stature that they have not gone quietly. And he's I, just I, like, I really I'm hate good. to say this, but at some point we may have to make a bet on how long Nick Saban actually lives past this date. Mm. Cause coaches tend to die very quickly, but Saban's still young ish. Yeah. He's also We're very not. good on TV. And I think there's a decent chance that he ends up on TV. He's also Appalachian ornery. Yeah. That can hold you. I mean, live forever out I mean, of spite. Out of spite, yeah. yeah. One uh, thing no, that no. I want to touch on regarding what Arthur was just saying, though, that I think is relevant, and folks who are much smarter than I am have talked about this on their podcast as well, but, like, having grown up an Auburn fan, 
I sort of vaguely remember when the Alabama Booster Corps was like as messy or messier than Auburn's. And it is a testament to the work that Saban has done in getting all of those fuckers to pull in the same direction that this did not immediately spiral into something like what we have seen in Auburn in the last like four or five years. You got so, my my theory in this situation, which I mean, you know, Godfrey on split zone duos maybe said this, but the ULM loss basically lined everybody up. The loss to ULM in 2007 lined everybody up and he went on a war path swearing to never let that happen again. So all, all you know, Alabama boosters, look what happened. You lost to Louisiana Monroe. You lost to ULM. You lost to them. We I mean, can that, never that, let this happen again. That is a rock bottom. Like that's the more never, like, you wake up and swear you're never going to do that again. I mean, they still, it, you know, rock bottom means that they finished six and six and they won the independence bowl and they had the drive by the uh, tide rolled billboard uh, when they went to Shreveport. So yeah, I, I feel like that because they never lost to an unranked team until like AM, like, like last year, right? Or like two years ago? It was it was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, it was just like that <laughs> I I mean, I, I don't want to put a lot of credit on ULM. It's just like it's just like You should. Eh, I, I, fine, whatever. But that loss, that thing happening, which is like and then Saban being able to just rally everybody together after that and to get everybody on the same page. Like, hey, the way that we're doing it here, it's not gonna work. We have to build this machine, and this is how we're going to do it. You're going to follow me, or I'm out. And they just pulled him from the NFL. It was his first season. And you notice why every single stat about Saban starts in 2008. Oh, yeah. It, Anytime it's... you mention that, since 2008, since 2008. Like, this is just that point and that, like, inflection point of, of his coaching tenure with Alabama basically it was based off of that moment. And I don't know, you know, you could say uh, he compared it to like Pearl Harbor. So, I mean, I'm going to say that ULM awoke a sleeping giant. That's what, uh, but yeah, you, you pissed him off bad enough. We pissed him off out, bad enough that he took it out decades. on the, the next two decades on college football. Jesus so Christ. yeah. So that, that uh, it was something that, like for ULM, you wish you could have built off of that, but Bama built everything from there. I mean, I mean Greg McElroy was on that team, you know. Like and then they won their national title two years after that, and it just the machine was just built from that point. It was just something that just took off, and everybody fell in line after that. Will that happen at other places? Probably not. You probably don't have that strong of a figurehead. To, to pull something off like that because Saban was that giant of a personality, that magnanimous leader style that only comes around so many times in your lifetime. So it's just something that is incredible. It is something that the rest of the SEC is probably doing the rejoicing dance now that 
you know, he's gone. Yeah, Alabama's still Alabama, but like. So so Saban's let's say let's say <laughs> who they got because again you've made this in this podcast. I know some of you don't follow college football in general, so let's yeah. talk about this one. I know well, we talked more about Alabama in general first. Go ahead, Arthur. I, I was like, can we briefly talk about the search itself before we get to who they settled on? Just I just want to talk about the contract extensions and like how oh, many people got everyone, contract extensions. Everyone cashed out on this. Jimmy Sexton, if you guys, we've mentioned this name before, but if you don't know, Jimmy Sexton is an agent that represents a lot of the top tier coaches in college football. And really, he got a lot of people paid because even if you, damn it, Beth, Beth in the chat just types loins. Wait, lions. God damn it. Yeah. Thank you. The loins. Yes. Go loins. If you don't know, but Jimmy Sexton is going to get people paid if you leave or if you stay. Mm-hmm. because he moves his own chess pieces around. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. My wife goes, isn't that a conflict of interest? I go, isn't it wonderful? This is like, this is brilliant because you, you were going to get paid no matter what. And so we had people like tweeting out about how much they love their school. All of a sudden, like Sark within a day or two is like, I love, actually, I, I don't think Lane's done a big tweet of like, I love Ole Miss, but no, again, there, there was no Honestly, chance that Lane was never going to get the job anyway. Well, yeah, that to me, that's kind of the most insulting thing for Lane Kiffin, because like, I think everyone knows kind of how bad he would have wanted this, that he didn't get to kind of like have his name in the car. Con- like he was never getting this job. It was clear from the start, I think. I mean, no one, no one, I think seriously thought he would actually get the job, but like, damn, he didn't even get in like the conversation of like agents putting this out here. I know. I, I, I heard Sark a bunch. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, who ended up getting the job, Washington's coach. Kalen DeBoer gets the job. This It was such a weird mix of names. And like you said, all of a sudden, well, and then when Kalen DeBoer, we'll talk about it in a second, he goes and all of a sudden... Lance Leipold is like, I don't know about this. And then Lance Leipold at Kansas tweets out today. I love Lawrence. And like for Washington fans to know that Leipold was on the list and not get him because he wants to stay at Kansas, like Washington fans are taking that one hard. Like that, that felt, that felt like, Oh my God, what's going on here? I would have liked to see like, some schools that were not anywhere near any of the, either of these coaching searches. Um, and I guess Arizona is going to have to do a coaching search now, but I'd, I would have liked to see in a school that's like just nowhere near, just like try to piggyback on this. Like if they were already going to extend their coach, just mm-hmm. like announce it like, Oh, like just like a school like Maryland, just putting out like, yep. Like Mike's Loxley's not going anywhere. Yep, we love like, him too much. Yeah, so like much. I, I think, I, love- I think more schools should have like jumped on the bandwagon. I love and that. Tried to make it seem like their their coach was rumored I mean, they, for these jobs. They turned, Chris they Creighton turned is not leaving this, Eastern Michigan for Alabama. They they turned all of these like they turned down the Bama job to like recruiting pitches. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was planned. I mean, Jimmy Sexton maybe had this all lined up. Hey, we're gonna get you a raise. You're gonna drop a fire recruiting tweet. And deny the Alabama job, and then bam, Dan Lanning nail uh, lands the number one. I feel like I, I feel like I portal. needed to. I feel like I needed to deny the Alabama job just to get it off my chest, y'all. I'm not going to go coach Alabama. I'm sorry. Now, I will say that during all of this, I had a little fun with some plane trackers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because, yeah. because, because people use plane trackers and try to basically read the tea leaves the best they can. And I said, what if I just got stupid with it? Like just our usual thing of take the thing people do to its logical conclusion. And I found a plane's path. It was a little like two seater Cessna that looked like it was making a horns up symbol like in the sky. And I was like, Sark, Sark to Alabama is over. I have a Tuscaloosa, baby. Then I saw a plane that was going from Can- a Southwest flight that was going from Kansas City to like Tampa, going right over Tuscaloosa. You can't tell me that Andy Reid isn't j- jumping out of that plane with his parachute gliding in. But no, Andy Reid's not going to be the close to Alabama. Kaylin DeBoer is. Kaylin DeBoer is actually going to end up taking, it looks like, his OC, the OC who he's had basically at every stop, including back at Sioux Falls when he was winning the NIA championships. And gonna take uh, a bunch of his staff. Grub, Alabama. Grub is his name. Thank you. Oh, Ed, Brian Grub. Brian Grub. Oh, which they were. They, you know, we mentioned the Iowa offensive coordinator. Just like as soon as DeBoer went to Alabama, Iowa fans started tweeting, "Yeah, let's get Grub to Iowa." <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. That's like the most I've heard a name connected to the. Yeah, Iowa it's just. It was just. <laughs> it was just Iowa fans wish casting oh. for an Iowa offensive coordinator. It was ridiculous. I, I really. I'm, think I'm so Kirk, sorry, y'all. I'm so. Can you imagine Kirk hiring a guy who would run an offense that was that fun? I want to say I want to say this. Uh, when was Brian Ferentz fired? It was after their bye week, right? Was that before or after Halloween? It, yeah, it was. It was the after. week of the Wrigley Field game because the AD oh, got the to go around before, the Wrigley Field right? game and be like, "Ayo, I did the thing." Big money donors who live in Chicago. But so she did it the week before that game, right? I believe so. Yes. So it was before Halloween, right? It was, it was on the it was on the thirtieth. It was right before. Okay, so it was right before Halloween. Kirk Ferentz has all of his offensive coordinator candidates stuck in a corn maze. And whoever gets out of the corn maze first. Some saw shit. Is become the offensive coordinator. Are you so, telling me they're all still in a corn maze in Iowa? They're all still in the corn maze. They have not survived. Uh, or yeah, they, they may. Have, may not, I regret they, to they inform may, you that all of the Iowa have, OC, uh, OC candidates have frozen they to could death. Have, they could have frozen to death. Some Hunger Games shit. Is what's, it is the Hunger Games to run the Iowa offense coordinator job. You fire my son, and you want to take his spot, you got to earn it. It's the Herky Games. The Herky Games. Christ. So, Kalen DeBoer leaves Washington. Washington folks are, I mean, they have some strong feelings about this, because Washington also ends up losing... Uh, Will Rogers III, who'd gone from Kansas State, got to put on a uniform for one game, sat on the sideline with it, and then uh, he's in the portal again. I'm guessing he's going to Alabama. Who knows? And then, like I said, Lance Leipold was in the talks for the Washington job, but it ends up being our good friend, Jed Fish from Arizona, who's going to Washington. We're going to put a Pacific octopus in the fish tank. This, Yeah, the fish tank has moved. And everyone knows moving a fish tank is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to so. put all the fish in the bags, and then you got to drain it, and you got to be mm-hmm. really careful when you get there. It's just a lot of work. Please don't put Jed fish in a bag. And if you do, poke some holes in it. At least at least now the fish tank kind of makes sense because you can sailgate mm-hmm. the fish tank mm-hmm. in Washington. Tucson, Tucson is less, well, more of a metaphor, we'll say. This yeah. is Havasu erasure, and I will not hear of it. <laughs> and now Arizona is open, but Arizona has a big problem. 
they're broke. Mm. They are big broke. Because if you remember, it wasn't the athletic department that had this problem, but the university itself was short like several hundreds of millions of dollars, I believe. Oh, no. With some bad. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of money. It was like, a lot. Yeah, enough that. Wow. It, enough that. You guys, you guys heard how they're moving the some of the events in the next Winter Olympics. Oh, by the way, just tell you how disconnected all of us are. Oh, no. Ours, <laughs> in, in our, in our, in our oh, chat no. the other day. We all of a sudden, we were like, hey, it's the Olympics. This Winter Olympics year. Yay, Winter Olympics. And we're getting all excited about it until I can't remember who finally pointed out that it was a Summer Olympic year. Which we like, are also si- excited about, yes, to be clear. This was, yeah. like, this was like an hour's worth of us getting hyped for Winter Olympics until someone finally noticed it was the wrong year. Well, I will I will say if if you're into the sports that are in the Winter Olympics, I mean, like they're all going on now mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. lot of them have like world championships or something like that. Um, I know that the ones I follow have world championships this year. So um, if you're interested in those sports, you can probably find them. There's, to watch there's them two. There's two that I really love winter sport wise. The. The, the, I think it's like the the slalom, the the skiing where they go as fast as possible and they have to like hug those like you like that like flopping. I love that okay. because it's insane. Okay, it's it's frankly I love that. And then the ski jump, okay. the ski jump where they just go down the thing, and then they as like as fast as possible, and then they just jump and land as far in, in these weird suits. Those are probably two of my favorite ones. I, I do love the bobsled. Uh, the luge is kind of weird. Um, skeleton, the two-man man. luge. Is, the skeleton is great. The two-man luge and two-man skeleton, very weird. One, the uh, one-man skeleton, just literally putting your face on the ice and going fa- like face first down the ice. Yes, like face first down, uh, insane. Like a lot of the winter sports are, it seems like we're frozen and uh, I'm bored. I need to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's how a lot of the sports originated. I um, mean, what is what is biathlon except surviving a Finnish winter? That's all. I mean, no, I mean, no, biathlon is bi- how you become Simo Heha. Do not uh, slander yeah. biathlon. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. There's, I love there's, a, there's a lot behind the sport. I mean, I was just watching it this morning. I mean, shout out to Lisa Vitozzi getting the victory in the women's pursuit for Italy today. But um, it championships was great... are coming up early next month, and I am excited. Yeah, no, there's there was some great racing this I'm weekend. Not slandering in, in roof holding, just uh, you know, it's a great venue. It's a like easier ski course, which actually means that the athletes are a lot closer together. They don't really get all spread out, and they are you know like in both in the the men's and the the women's race today, we had a, a big pack coming to the finish, and it was really a, a sprint all out. Very good, very good stuff. Um, and actually, if you're in the U.S., you can watch it uh, online. Like you don't need to pay any money you can like stream it for free um but yeah shout out to biathlon i mean it's it's y- y'all don't have to even like guess what my favorite winter sport is right oh it's totally figure skating no actually, actually you know what i hate figure skating i actually hate watching it is it curling fucking yes it's curling it's chess on ice it's something curling that uh, i am i am 39 years old going to 40 and i can still be an olympian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, Pink girl, Altoona. Altoona has a curling league. Ooh. And you can have two man teams. I'm just I, saying. I wanted. To, I wanted to curl. And like after the the Olympics hit, I think like many years back, uh, in like 2010, the Winter Olympics, that curling like kind of took off in the yeah, U.S. It did. And there was going to be a curling event in like like Austin, 
mm-hmm. Texas, and I was going to drive up to it, but I I uh, threw up my shoulder and like just had to have shoulder surgery, and I, I could not. The first do it. So the first time I ever out. the first time I ever cyberbullied an athlete. Was the, was the was the head of the U.S. John was Schuster. It, Schuster? it was Schuster. It was Schuster. It was Schuster. Yeah, I, okay. I said many things to him, including I believe I said, you look like an Olympian if they gave out a gold medal for eating pies. And I, I was very mean to him online. And then when he won the gold medal this last time, I apologized publicly in the same vein. I said, I'm so sorry. I did not believe in you. You're a gold medalist now. And I, I buried I my hatchet with him. He did not know we were in a war, but. I'm just saying that Jordan, I, Jordan, why did you start the war with John Schuster? Because he sucked. Yeah. Because he was bad because he didn't know to take himself out when he was being a shit skip. Yeah, that's fair. Have you ever I, seen the curling movie? No. Men with brooms. Hmm. It's, it doesn't <laughs> such start. A funny name for a curling. It doesn't movie. star Leslie Nielsen, but he's in it. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> Why do you hate figure skating? I need to know. I I don't know. Like I think it's just because I'm a contrarian, and it's the sport that Americans like love in the Winter Olympics, and I just can't stand it. Do you also get mad at gymnastics in the summer? Yeah, I hate gymnastics. Right. I'm sorry. Your opinions are bad and wrong. No, get you're him, right. Ben. Get his ass. No, you're right. Like I just I the things that like I also don't like swimming, and so I I like the weirder sports. Like show me handball. But this is, again, me being a hipster, weird contrarian. I know what this is, okay? This is just that part of me that can't like people that other people like. I get that. Men with brooms. Yeah, that's Leslie Nielsen in the front. It's a, it's a romantic comedy about curling. Is it streaming anywhere? Let's see. Was this made before or after Blades of Glory? Uh, 2002? Before. Oh, before. Way before. Is it streaming anywhere? We're to Washington Street. We're about to make our first, like, watch-along soundtrack. Uh, podcast episode uh it's available for three dollars to rent on amazon yeah okay that's basically i have a a couple digital credits i could use that hold up actually it looks like you might not be able to get it ah no no sorry no it's currently unavailable damn it yar find it somewhere did you did you hear that uh godfrey and ryan nanny are doing a watch along for the blind um, side the blind side Oh my god. I'm gonna put in my money for that. Before we go too much further, let me talk about other things we do. As always, for five dollars a month, that means you can join our Patreon and our Discord, where we're talking about fun things like uh right now we're working on a big list of all our restaurant distances from campuses. We're working on more off-season projects. So if you want to come along and join us, it's great. We're also transitioning over to college basketball. Some people are. I still need a little more time off. You can join that and get into that as well. We also I mean, have- look, look, look. I mean, I've been paying attention a little bit to, to some college basketball. There's been some fun stuff. Uh, Tulane and FAU played a, a crazy game uh, the other day. Uh, Samford has won. Samford, the Bulldogs, has won 15 in a row. Ooh. Uh, really took it they, to VMI. Uh, Dayton, you know, my dad's a Dayton alum. They've won 10 in a row. A10 power the flyers um you know the bonnies are good uh there's there, WVU there's is not going to go winless in conference horns That's down right. WVU, WVU just Texas. Beat Texas. horns down we had someone oh, on the hit. we're it's, hideous we had someone on the ground there on a first date and apparently the date you know went well went well a committee member uh-huh. was Listen, there the Coliseum is where we all go to find love exactly right. 
Uh, if you join our Patreon, you also get access to the our PRT. our special uh, <laughs> uh, our special podcast romance transport. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, someone's got a hand. Someone's got a hand in that. Has happened so many really, times. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just gonna steam steam that carpet. Oh god. We're just gonna Google. No, we're not. Nope. No, no. you're not. We're <laughs> not using that. We have our merch store, sickoscommunity.org. We have uh, our friends at the Metro Geniuses podcast. Subscribe to it because them because they're funny and they deal with a lot of the craziness that I refuse yeah. to see. They just had a good episode uh, with uh, Jessica uh, Smetana. Uh, they they had some some fun stuff there. Uh, it was it was a good one. I enjoyed listening to that one. Um, I, I love Casey's long drawn out questions. Yes. Uh, that, that's probably like one of my favorite things. And and Jordan went on the episode when I was down with food poisoning. Uh, so Jordan was been on, on the message board geniuses podcast. I'll, I'll eventually go on it. I'm, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, Smetana was on there. Um, I, nobody's ever admitted to being a message board poster, which is any one of their guests. I I'm, I'm not buying it. And I, I feel like a lot of them are just lurkers though. They like to lurk. You think so? Oh, wait, hold up. There was apparently a wait, Men with Brooms had a TV show spinoff for 12 episodes. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Uh, we also have, of course, our YouTube page. We're working on getting that going. Our Instagram. We are on Blue Sky as well. We're on Substack. And Kamish is working on and almost done with his FCS game trip. Blog yeah, post. the championship circuit. I finished writing it. Uh, I'm having... Pit girl, uh, review it, and she gave me a thumbs up, and and I made her laugh. So uh, maybe I'll make you laugh too. So um, shout out to that that one sentence that I made her laugh in. So uh, give it a read. It's a, it's going to be one of those long reads, and uh, it's going to be fun. We also have a series that we're going to be doing in the off season uh, for that one, and I won't tell you what it is until I, I launch the first one. But it's going to be a long series throughout the off season, and also, on the Substack and the Patreon, we're going to be doing something um, a little bit different from the Sickos Committee norm thing. Now, it, like the premise itself is, is is rather Sickos. I would say it's the longest losing streak ever in college football, Division One. But we're going to do like a behind the scenes of what caused this to happen. And the dark deck and at Prairie View and yeah, so mm -hmm. it's with Prairie View A and M, their eighty game losing streak. Uh, our, our our relative uh, feed your mascot uh, podcaster Blue, um, our HBCU rep uh, has been working on it along with myself, pulling some articles because I can't believe anybody is nobody's written a book on this. No, because it's incredibly fascinating to us. And it's not just that the team was just bad. They lost Eddie in a row. There is there's drama. There's corruption. There are felonies. There are uh, many different characters involved in something like this. And we want to do a story like combo Substack, combo Patreon pods, just and and that is that is my giant. Uh, off-season project. It's going to be around Prairie View. And, I'm, and I don't live too far away. If I got to drive down there, uh, I'm driving. Ooh, I'm going to drive over there. Archive diving. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the archive dive. I'm, I'm definitely going to go. 
uh, if I got to do it. If I can't find it online, I am going to take a drive over there and get as much information as I can from the source. And as always, our partnership with Homefield Apparel is one of our longest and our favorite. They have the softest, best collegiately licensed apparel for a ton of schools. They're going to have a King Spud. King Spud. The awful, like weird, not awful, the weird looking mass, the trophy between Idaho and Idaho State for their basketball. It's great. They have a bunch of new schools they're going to be releasing as well. If you haven't ordered from them before, you can use our offer code. Yes. Ha ha ha. Yes. That's three ha's for 15% off your first order. Yeah. uh, They have, um, you know, Nevada or Nevada. I don't, I don't know which way is the right way. Nevada. 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 That's right. Space, space Nevadas. Uh, but <laughs> as you said, but no, they have that one coming. Uh, they got some Arizona. They got a whole bunch of other stuff. They have so much coming this week. And I, I really love this weather for me personally, because it's not like super cold. Like it's going to be tomorrow, but like, like forties is like perfect for like their soft hoodie. Yes. And I've been rocking the, the two lane tuxedo where I have the, uh, angry wave, blue up top and then the gray two lane yep. blue joggers I, that's oh i wore that today out i'm i mean i have been cozy as fuck <laughs> thank you homefield okay so we have we have now we have jed fish going to washington arizona is now open is arizona the only open job currently Besides so. Iowa's offensive coordinator, besides Iowa offensive coordinator. Okay, so so Arizona has to do this, and now we're looking at uh, this is getting very Jenga y because we're starting to pull out pieces, the pieces that are a little more stable, like pieces that you can't just like pull out like nice and easy. And I, I don't know, I I think this stops it somehow. That they won't take someone from a head coach like a head spot, so it's not like it's going to be this. Another, Kirk Ferentz to Arizona. Would, he would desecate in the heat. It would be. He would, would desiccate be. in the heat. No, it, he's I mean, preserved there's a lot of people, in the Iowa. There's a lot of people from like Chicago that retire in Arizona. Uh, I mean, I was not. Too it's far a dry from heat. I've heard. It's a dry heat. Which, uh, I don't. He's. He, I don't he's, know. He needs the moisture of the Midwest. I I'm I'm reading. Um, Jason you think he bathes Shear. in milk? Beth, I think you're picturing the same thing I'm picturing, which is moisturize me. From the, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Jordan, if you can add that to the vision board, please, that would be wonderful. I gotcha. I I just think that this, I think that the, the, the dominoes stop here. Unless we get another just random out of the middle of nowhere retirement or firing for cause, I think that this one stops it. Maybe. So you think yeah. they hire like a coordinator from somewhere or Arizona just feels like they're going to hire someone who's like, like let's find an NFL coach who's been out of the job for, you know, six based years. on what we've said about their finances, even considering that they're, I assume they're going to get like a sizable buyout for, for Jen fish. Like how, how much of a coach can fish they, had a buyout. how much coach can they afford is like the question here for me yeah. also. Because apparently there's rumors. Uh, Five point five million dollars. Okay, that's is Fish's Arizona buyout. Apparently, so that's apparently, oh, 1.5. 5.5. So okay, like that's only bad. one point five off of James Franklin. 
I mean, yeah, what's, we got to mention what's, James Franklin every time. Uh, what's Mike McCarthy going to be doing after tomorrow? Because I'm not sure he's going to be with the Cowboys anymore. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to be with the Cowboys anymore. Bill Belichick's not doing anything. Hey, you know who's not doing anything? Nick Saban. Oh, oh my God. Saban and Belichick back together. Like a buddy comedy. That's not funny. I, I, they're, they're I, did, I did really Arizona. like now, now that, now that we're just like naming coaches for a job just out of nowhere. Um, I really liked the moments when people were talking about Pete Carroll to Washington. Um, that would have amused me greatly personally. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of been on a roller coaster in terms of emotion, right? Like from, like right when Saban retired, being like, "Damn!" Like I hope, you know, I hope Alabama doesn't doesn't get Dan Lanning. To then finding out, like, you know, I, then I was I was nervous. Then finding out that uh, Kalen DeVore was the one that was going to Alabama. Then being, you know, really excited, and you know, I I'm I feel like I'm happy with Jed Fish being at Washington instead of Kalen DeVore. I mean, I'm sure that at some point in the future, if things you know, don't turn out for Oregon the way that we want. Someone can come back and clip that. But, um, you know, the Oregon, I don't think they ever beat Washington when Kalen DeBar was there. So, you know, I'm perfectly fine with him being at Alabama now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just a real, real fun roller coaster there. And, you know, good on, good for so Washington the, the getting thing, that settled. Like, for me, I was like, "Oh, like finally, the coaching carousel has has settled. We're done. We're done this year." And then Saban was just like, "No, one final screw you to you, uh, ULM fan, Kamish." Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the only thing that we're kind of waiting on now is the Arizona job, and now it's like, does anybody from the college ranks take an NFL job? Because if oh, that happens, God, don't make me talk about Jim Harbaugh. Please don't make if me. If that this. happens, don't make me fucking do this, please. He well, I mean, the Bears are who, keeping who, the Chargers. That's what I heard. I I feel look look. I've been thinking Harbaugh to the Chargers. Um, like I even said it on the Kay Adams show, and she was like, "No, Patriots." And then then like a week later, Kay Adams was like, "No, it's Mayo and Tubby as the defensive coordinator," but. Uh, you know, really, I think the Chargers. You know how, you know how I know the Patriots got a good hire with Mayo? It's because he's a dude that I have like never heard of because I don't follow NFL at all. But that means that he was just doing his fucking job and it was fine. So I, in my mind, like that's a great hire because I didn't I, know his name. Yeah, I keep having to do a double take. People talking about Mayo, like, oh, okay. It's Tubby. I keep thinking they were. I, that's what I'm saying. I kept thinking like, like, Tubby's wait, cousin. like the like Duke's Mayo. Yeah, as someone who pays exactly zero attention to the NFL, that is also what I thought. So there's the only thing with, again. The carousel is not dead. Um, whoever Arizona hires, which I I kind of hope it's like you grab a G5 coach from let's say maybe. They don't have the money. Maybe. They, they don't have money. But but no, P five job. So what if? Do you, also, do you really want to walk from the top of a G five or whatever we're calling it conference now to question mark question mark question mark in the newly enlarged Big Twelve? 
So the play here is to get a P5 coordinator, which is why you hire Bobby Petrino. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, now I, I mean, you know, Arizona. Arizona, maybe. everyone. It's so it's so hot in here. He's I'm, just gonna take, I'm just going to take take my shirt off while we do I mean, this interview. Maybe. maybe if you want to take hire... your shirt off, too, that's fine. Everyone get comfortable. Maybe you hire a coach that has previous P5 experience and has had a good run at, at, at P5 schools and, and has really kind of turned around a school that uh, just made the leap from FCS to FBS. And, and maybe you take a risk uh, on, uh, you know, bringing them out West. I mean, really rich rod to Arizona would never work. Never heard it. Of, never, never, work. never, it would, never work. It would never work. No, it wouldn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> Bobby Petrino's from Montana. That's what yes. happened. Him he, and he Paul. Far away. Him and Paul. No, him and Paul have been like hanging around Idaho and Montana their whole lives. They're all like, and then like you know, Bobby went south and Paul. Oh, I, for, I fucking forgot where Bobby ends up this next year. Yeah. He's at Arkansas now. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Petrino's back in Arkansas yeah, as the OC. Yes. On the return with a V. I had, for, I had forgotten about this because that felt like it was, that was November 29th. That oh, was God, like that years, like years ago. ago. That was years November ago. 29th. That was, I, he, I feared he had been I fired the by bowls. I know. Jesus Christ. The other fun thing that happened in college, I say fun. The other thing that happened in college football news is apparently uh, ESPN has been using fake names to get Emmys for the college game day folks on, on staff. Do crimes. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So apparently the issue is that for that category, on-screen talent cannot get the awards because it's more for the production. So, yeah, basically when you win the show, like when the, the college game day show wins, the on-air talent does not get a trophy or anything like that. They don't win any of that. So, like, the production, the producers, all those people uh, behind the scenes that you see running the cameras, setting up, all that stuff, they get, they're the ones that get the trophies. So, an enterprising person who is no longer with Game Day, um, which I don't want to name names because, I, again, it feels kind of wrong to do that. You can read the article from The Athletic, which is fantastic. It's also in the New York Times if you don't get that. Uh, um, but, yeah, it's – so basically what they would do is make up fake names for the on-air talent associated with College Game Day. And then they would re-engrave the trophies and put the, the actual names of the people on it. So now, and it's funny, like they have, they have the fake names for all of the talent. It's, it's ridiculous. And then, and then look, Desmond Howard was speaking with Ryan Clark just the other day and, and saying that people were in his home on ladders, retrieving their trophies at the same time they were doing that to Lee Corso. So, like, they went into their houses like, no, 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 you should not have these Emmy trophies. We are taking these out of your house. It's like the trophy repo men <laughs> do this. It's like you, your ill-gotten trophy gains. Because it's... But then, then they changed the rule in 2023. Now you can get it, which is, 
I don't know, man. Let Lee Corso keep it's, his goddamn Emmy. Come on, guys. It's it's too bad that Game Day isn't good enough to win those awards anymore now that they've changed those rules. Ooh, the, um, but I don't know. It's just so weird. Like the production folks still do a good job. No, yeah. I know, I know. It's like like ESPN is just like there's just it's such a weird company. There's so much weird stuff happening. Like, I mean, there's stuff that we're not even going to talk about that has nope. happened recently with ESPN in the news. But yeah. like the idea that I like who who are they doing? Like, who is this for? Are they do they think that like they need to stroke uh, like the egos of the on-air talent like that badly that they're going to give them fake Emmys. Like yes. what is like, is this yes. for them? It's even, it's even mentioned in the article that these yeah. people have egos too, and they need to have these trophies. And it's just like, this is why that person, that behind the scenes person did it because they have egos too. Yeah, and, I'm and like, I mean, if you can't beat if you can't beat inside the NBA, cheat. I guess. So we have behind the scenes folks such as Kirk Henry, Lee Clark, Dirk Howard. My favorite was that they couldn't even give Sam Ponder a woman's name; they gave her Stephen Ponder, which makes me feel like whoever behind the scenes did this thing might not have known. That Sam Ponder was a woman. That you know what? <laughs> that might be worse. Well, I I mean that, or they also just didn't change the last name at all. Like, like they they did not make these hard to find if you knew where to look. No, no it's I mean, just like <laughs> seriously, like each one was, each one is just basically it's the the same first or last name, and uh, are close to it, and then just like slight last name. Uh, alteration. Yeah, I guess that makes. Yeah, I guess that makes like the fake engraving easier. Yes, yeah, it's like similar. they saved on engraving costs. <laughs> That's yeah. We're cheating, and we're also we're cheating, cheap and to we're, like... we're kind of we're we're cheap too. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, the the thing the thing to me though is like if I was if I was gonna win like a big award, right? Like I feel like I would want it to be like in a ceremony, right? Like at the actual like awards. The idea of like, hey, like, yeah, well, like, we're not like you're not gonna be like up on stage or anything except in war, but like we'll just get you a statue and mail it to you. Like it's just such a funny like why did they why did they feel like why did anyone think like oh like this is something we needed to it's do? It's funny because like you read the article, right? And it's just this trophy would just show up. I had no idea it was coming. Like, I had no idea this trophy was coming. All of a sudden, I got a trophy. Wow, this is great. I have an Emmy. I had no idea an Emmy was showing up. But here, now I have an Emmy. And then it's just like, you know, many years later, it's like, oh, now they're just showing up to take away my Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I mean, like, I'm not hating on ESPN for doing this. I kind of agree with their, like, if the the show wins... The people that are actually on the show should probably get a trophy too. I kind of agree there. Yes, I I think yeah. so too. Yes, I kind of agree. They should have gotten a trophy. Like, hey, the show wins. Like, the people that are the hosts of the show probably deserve some sort of credit. I would say maybe just kick them a trophy or whatnot. I I don't know. It it's just weird, but it's the funny part to me is how many times. 
are these names going to show up on game day next year? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or different versions. Are, of are they going to ban again, these signs? They, like, they no, we love Lee. We love Lee Clark. <laughs> Lee Clark. Lee Clark. The fact that they, the fact that they portmanteaued Lee Clark, uh, Lee Corso, and Dick yeah. Clark is just it's so good. beautiful. Can we, can, can we get Lee Corso's New Year's Rock and Eve? Only if it's done by ten. He needs to sleep. <laughs> That's why I love the idea. Still there. I love the idea of him just putting a big like 2024 on his head, being like, "This is the next year that it's oh, going to yeah. be." Whoa, what year is he going to pick? Oh, it's 2025. Oh my god! Him introducing musical acts by just putting heads on. Mm. Our next musical act is Rihanna. Or or what's it? Dead Dead Mouse. So that was the one where they did yeah. the head, right? Yeah, Dead yeah. Mouse is the one with the head, or or the Daft Punk helmets. Put on a sea oh. hat. Put on a sea hat. Put on a sea or, hat. Or the mar- or the marshmallow dude. Is his name is marshmallow? Yes, yeah, his name is marshmallow. With an I o. know music. The I know music. Dude. Yes. Yeah, you're you're showing like an impressive knowledge of EDM. Just yeah, just putting like Pharrell's hat, like the the Arby's the hat Arby's that he hat. wore at some award show or some shit. Uh, would would it surprise you to know that like I have a very bubblegum rave like music history? Like my playlist is very heavy bubblegum rave. Sickos committee goes to Ibiza. Oh yeah, I mean we gotta we gotta we gotta t- you know I- scout out that that Portugal bowl, the Ibiza bowl. Wait, hold on. What country is Ibiza? Portugal. It's Portugal, right? It's it's Spain. It is. Spain. Yes, mm-hmm. Okay. We're all breaking out our list. What? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Oh, good. Kamish gets us involved in Spanish nationalist wait, 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 wait. I don't know that Portugal has ever won a Ibiza because it's like on the wrong side of of the Iberian Peninsula for oh, them to I may want be getting it. confused. With I mean, all of, all of Spain is technically Portuguese, but uh, I, oh, we have entered a new. We have introduced a new kind of revanchism to this podcast. Excellent. I am going to drop in the chat today, uh, just because this is sort of tails into this. And we don't have to talk about this a ton if you don't want. My kid has this world map uh, puzzle. And I, inside the box, there is a world map to like help you learn countries. And I just dropped it in the chat. And I actually want you, just want you guys to blow this up and just take a second to think about the problems here. Because oh, it might be one of my favorite world maps I've ever seen. This map is incredible because it gets it, it looks fine and then you look at it more closely and it gets stupider and stupider the longer you look at it. I love it so much. Also, the thing that threw me off first is the fact that Brazil looks to be approximately like one Mediterranean Sea away from the coast of Africa. Yeah, there have been some very inconsistent projection choices made in this map. Oh, this is I, this is. Like, I love it, that Antarctica is on the y-axis. Uh, yes, the, the Antarctica is basically here. There be dragons. What, why? Why is Alaska so small? If you are using what appears to be approximately a Mercator projection, but it's not North because of how big Greenland is. Greenland's right. tiny too. Yeah, I just, Iceland's I at love a tilt. The fa- I mean, and Florida and Cuba are just as far away from each other as Brazil and Liberia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, uh, Florida and Cuba are about as far away from each other as fucking Tierra del Fuego and Antarctica. Mm-hmm. I also love that there are like a handful of Pacific Island nations over in the general vicinity of Australia. And then you wrap around the, the paper cuts off and it, right. You know, there should be more. Pacific Island nations, because this map has done an admirable job 
of labeling New, New Caledonia, Vanuatu, like it's all there. Yeah, Vanuatu it, that's all there. Like and then there's huge. just nothing until you get to Hawaii. So like, I guess American Samoa doesn't exist. I mean, nope. the main concern yeah. for me on the map was like, do they have the Falkland Islands? And they do. They do. They do. Oh, hey, Switzer France. Uh-huh. This map also will not be found on the subreddit r slash maps without New Zealand, which was the first thing I looked for right. when you posted this map. it does originally. have New Zealand, but New Zealand's in the wrong spot. It's south of Antarctica. Right. Like, Yeah, that's not also, where New Zealand goes. Also, I'm pretty sure that if you go straight south from Key West, Florida, I'm pretty sure you don't hit, like, Belize. <laughs> like, South America is too far over. It's oh, this thing is just a giant goddamn mess. I, I thought the Bahamas were Hawaii for a second there. Yeah, I uh-huh. was very confused. So, anyways, I found this map and I loved it because the more I looked at it, the more wrong it gets. And those are my favorite kinds of maps. You can tell when this was made, by the way, because it does include a country called Yugoslavia. Oh shit! But it's really? Serbia for that little bit of time that Serbia was like, oh no, we're still Yugoslavia technically. Yeah. Oh. Right. So this just, it, like, it keeps getting better. I love maps like this. Yeah, uh, Yugoslavia and Bosnia, Herzegovina, Macedonia is there, Bulgaria. So yeah, there has been a little bit of time when Serbia was like, oh no, we're still the legitimate heir to, to the, uh, yeah. Anyways, love this map. Very happy about this. I'm going to post this on the, I already posted it once today. I'll post it again with the chat when this episode goes up because... It is just absolutely bonkers. It makes me happy. I, I love this map. I, I it just I can look at it all day. Have we brought it can, up on the did, Yeah, I responded yeah, I uh, yes, about I the Falkland Islands too. So um, I am a big fan of the Falkland Islands, which I don't know what the hell happened to me lately. Also, look how close the Galapagos Islands are to Rambo. Ecuador. Dude, shout out to Terry Peck, Dad Rambo, and the Falkland Islands War. Uh, we may have to do a Falkland Islands nice. episode. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I bought a book. Also, another problem with this map. You know what? It just says Gambia. It's not I the love... Gambia. It's the Gambia. The Gambia one is of, like one the of, Ohio State. Yeah, one of three loved... places yeah. on Earth that require the article. You have the Gambia. You have the Hague. And you have the Buck, Pennsylvania, home of Buck Motorsports Park, the place that I saw a combine demo derby once. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you're telling me that they have the Hague, mm-hmm. and then they have the Ohio State University? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that where they're going to put the Ryan Day if he doesn't start winning some games. <laughs> A.L. The Ryan Day to the Carolina Panthers. Also, this map is super bold because you know what? Crimea is part of fucking Ukraine in this map. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very oh much. yeah, this, this map takes a very clear stance on Ukrainian sovereignty, and I appreciate that about it. Okay, I, I think the Errol Sea's back. That's cool. Hey. Oh hey, it is back. That's where the Errol Sea, you know, still had. Never mind. I like this map. Reminds you of simpler times when the Errol Sea wasn't just a fucking dry spot in the middle of Central Asia. So, anyways, I love this map. It's great. I'm going to use this a lot because it's wonderful. It's Welcome to our geography podcast. Now. I every yeah, every podcast. We, I is love yeah, that's something that crosses over a lot. If not that, geography it's fucking flags, rocks. guys. Yeah, geography and flags. I mean, just just. I mean, whatever. Oh my god, what did this map do to West Virginia? Oh, Wait, they Wait, lost. Uh, they lost two panhandles. Oh no! You know what? That's those are extra. Those are pit extra. Fans. Melissa and Doug are pit fans. Apparently so. Sure. Apparently. What was the? 
what was the what was the category that they won those Emmys in? I, I I gotta look at the I, article. Again. I think it's just some sort of like outstanding uh like show or I, I forget the exact was, name of the category, but yeah. It was something well, on so the no, production side specifically. Yeah, so here here's the thing, right? So I know everyone's talking about game day and that's like where it appears that they've been most caught. But from what I've seen, like there are some other ESPN people that I don't think were a part of college game day that also appear to have fake Emmys. So this is probably a bigger like ESPN issue. In 2005, there was a category for outstanding achievement in content for non-traditional delivery platforms. We got to win that. Uh, right? that. Uh, only one, the only did it for one year. Uh, Off Mike's webcast on ESPN.com won it. Runners up were baseball's best moments webcast. The e-ticket, the wizard at 95 webcast and the sports guy webcast. What we call things webcasts. So all we need to do is just nominate ourselves, right? I mean, it can't be for your consideration. Oh, that's okay. You know what? We're spending our money. Now what we're doing is what we're going to send. We're sending out like our podcast screeners to people, to voters. Oh, we're your consideration. We're starting our own Heisman campaign. Excellent. How many? I mean, if you can get Bo Nix signs at literally every fucking game day, it can't be that hard to get Sitco's committee for the Emmys signs on every game day. Anyways, this is I love this. I, I fuck it. Like fuck the idea of taking these people's Emmys, especially if they know, knew nothing about it. Come on, guys. Like, why are we going to be so petty about this shit? Yeah, I mean, like it, the the thing that I, I really understand that they didn't know anything about it is because that the trophy would just show up like unannounced. Yeah, to their house. Like it's just I like mean, if, here's an Emmy. If, if like know, what the hell? If you know your show won an Emmy. And your employer is like, here is your Emmy because your show won an Emmy. I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't ask questions. I, I, don't, I, don't, I would I don't not know ask rules. any additional questions. No. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know rules or Emmys. Now, see, now or... we're talking about trophies just showing people's houses. I'm now going to go to eBay and just start sending all of y'all just random ass trophies I find on eBay. You're going to get like bowling trophies and shit now. So what we need cool. to do is we need to start. Um, nominating our podcast for as many awards as possible but only in the like total podcast awards and we can just build a trophy shelf behind Arthur and we'll just put all of the awards there because none of the rest of us are allowed to have them yep. only for production uh-huh. they're, pro- they're for production we're not production so we have to put Arthur on a, uh, a fake Emmy now no, no, no our, our Emmy would be no. he's oh, fine. We, we have to get fake I, I get the real Emmy you, you get the real Emmy we would Emmys. get the fake ones okay mm-hmm. yeah he- He's going to go to Things Remembered and make us some bowling trophies or something. Yeah. We, we're going to have someone like, uh, like annoyingly Pittsburgh lady. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put <laughs> Commandant Escalante. Yeah, Commandant Escalante. <laughs> Chairman Escalante. Cha- when I call you Chairman, it does really like have like Chinese communism vibes all of a no, sudden. Oh, yeah. I- no, that's giving big North Korea energy. Mm. This is not what we want in the chat. No. Or Iron Chef. I'd be down for Iron Chef. Uh, yes, that is true. He was a chairman. Chairman, yeah. chairman of chairman what? Of Don't ask. Don't ask. Chairman Food. of the gumbo. Did you know he also uh, originated the role of Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar in Japan? I watch him I watch him reprise his role as Jean Valjean. Oh, that's right. He is Japanese like, Jean Valjean. I yeah, forgot like about that. Yes. Several times a year I watch that. 
Uh, Kamish, can we talk about Miami football for a second? Do it. You guys have two quarterbacks. Yeah. Two quarterbacks that I like. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard this. First off, we knew that Al- you, Albany's own Reese Poffenberger. I was, I, I wanted Poffenberger to go to ULM. I know. Uh, but that was a pipe dream. He went to U of M instead of ULM. But you're, uh, you're, you're a U fan, so that's fine. That's, it, As the West Virginia fan on this podcast, can I just say, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, so I you, Look, my mom grew up in Hialeah, Florida. And I grew up in Louisiana in the 80s. There, there was no football presence there at all. Like NFL, you had Saints. Meh, whatever. You had LSU. Uh, LSU's eighties, not great. That I, I don't know. Yeah. Were the LSU, was it a bad decade for LSU? Like the Tulane, the Tulane football too. Man, not good, not good at all in the eighties. Um, we did get Mac Brown's Lego hair for like a little bit, yeah. but but really, not great. Um, so you know, we used to take like trips, Christmas, um, and I'm talking about like a month. In Miami, like we would see Dolphins games, we would see like games in the Orange Bowl, uh, and like the the original like Orange Bowl that that doesn't exist anymore. And so I, I grew up a, a Canes fan. That's why I'm still a Miami Heat fan uh, because again the Pelicans didn't exist until I was pretty much gone out of New Orleans. Uh, so really, yeah, the the Leighton Hurricane fan. Um, in, in myself kind of died, not, not died. It died like a slow death as soon as yeah. the orange bowl kind of went away. Um, and the, the hurricane, really, I mean, that really dormancy. is like a, like a, it's there like a dividing like, line. Like I still, like I still like, you know, I, I, I watch them. I will say this. I will watch Miami no matter what. Like I, I do that because I communicate with my aunt who is a giant diehard Canes fan. I mean, her email address is Kane's fan and some numbers. Uh, <laughs> classic, and classic. so she's big, big Kane's fan. My mom's a Kane's fan. They both support the Dolphins still. Coming, uh, coming from someone who was uh, Texio Mask, a bunch of numbers at AOL back in the day. I mean, yeah. It's just there is there is a connection for the commission. There's a connection for the commission to Miami. So there's a big, there's a big connection there. So, and then them getting... <laughs> Poffenbarger, I'm excited. I'm that like, was yes, great, right? Yeah, let's go. But then you got something even better. You get Cam Ward from Wazoo. Which and he declared for the draft. I thought it did. was over. I thought it was, it was over. over. I, it was. How did how did they pull him out of the draft? He said, Back. the quote is, they said I was going to be a second round, second day guy. Oh. And I know I'm a first day guy. I want to prove it at Miami. How many people have th- thought that my draft stock is going to go up playing at Miami? And then how many people's draft stock has gone up playing at Miami in the last decade? Recently, nobody's. Well, especially the quarterback position under Mario Cristobal. <laughs> yep. At uh, first, I was like, Reese, I'm happy Reese Poffenbarger is going there. Please take care of my beautiful boy. I'm like, No, like Reese, Reese has got an arm. He's not he's not like incredibly accurate. I would say like he misses some throws, but like he has, 
he has the arm to make every single NFL throw you want, but he, the accuracy is not necessarily there. So some more development in Miami was great. And then he has that Miami swag because, you know, he's in Albany and he's got one legging on and one legging off. So it, it kind of fit. I will say that from that, the Poffenbarger style of thing. Cam Ward, essentially NFL ready, but like if he's getting like second day grades or maybe like third or fourth round grades, yeah. why the hell not go back for another year at Miami? The only thing I really think, look, look, Crystal Ball, great recruiter, great off-field coach. The thing is they need some sort of like in-game coach that needs to be able to make adjustments, I feel like. Um, but like Crystal Ball can, can recruit, can recruit, and you would think eventually the talent gets there in Miami. It, you're never going to get back to like the U, I don't think. I, I don't know. No. I, I no. have been told. I have you're, been told. No. You're going to get back to, you need to get back to a level where you can compete in the ACC. Florida State did it this year. They retained their coach. Um, you need to be able to compete with the Clemsons, Florida States, and you need to get to their level. Uh, not Florida State for long, if I if if, if I have anything I to mean, believe. What, I mean, Florida State wants to leave. They want to do private equity, whatever. But you need to be on that level. Like you need to be above an NC State. Yes. You need to be above Insist- a North Carolina. Consistently above an NC State. Yes, you need to get to that level. Like you need to get back. To that, which again, bowl game, great, even though they lost the Rutgers, whatever. If you want that swagger back, you need to get to that level. And really, Miami was was kind of like a slow decay. A slow decay. Very fall of the house of Usher here. It was very and then and then the house just like gets overrun with weeds. There's mold in the wall. Fall of the house of fall of the house of there's, there, there, you know, Dale. But, um, you know, there's a way to get the program back. There is the support. Crimes. There is the boosters. You need to get... They were crimes. already stealing from the fucking hospital. Many times. Doing that. You need to get another band. You need... You had the two live crew. You had Trick Daddy, because Trick Daddy loved the kids. Uh, you had Nevin Shapiro. Wu-Tang is for the children. What are they doing? Uh, I mean, supporting Rutgers, apparently. But uh, Wu-Tang, right? Wu-Tang? No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but really, you, you need to build that back up. And it's going to take some time, which is, again, the dormant Hurricane fan in myself is there. And I have just, it's just there. It's just like, I am not going to get any expectations. And still, I... I start to see it on the field. Like if they kneeled that game out against Georgia Tech, that's one more win <laughs> than they would have had, which is an idiotic error. It's fine. I've Thanks, seen, Mario Cristobal. Again, that helped Georgia Tech build back up a little bit too. So there is there rising is rising tide lifts all ships. You know, the hurricane does have a storm surge, right? That's right. No, that's the the hurricane does surge. have a storm surge. That's right. So they, they lifted up the yellow jackets with a, a life jacket, I guess. But uh, really, it's it's good. 
um, I don't. I mean, Syracuse seems like they're they're not they're into it now. They got the Georgia coach. They got a good. I feel like I I am excited for this ACC year coming up. I really am. I really am. You got. You have a lot of potential in the ACC. Virginia Tech's kind of back up. Um, UNC, I don't know what they're doing. NC State, you know, he's focused on drinking bourbon and eating Pop-Tarts. I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know it would pair well with it. But I am excited for the ACC coming up. And, look, I love Miami. I, I love the Hurricanes. My favorite color is green. It goes good with the orange. I mean... It, it's a fun thing. I know, throw the U down, whatever. It doesn't hurt me. I'm dead inside. I don't care. We can give you horns down, Jordan. It's fine. fine. Whatever. It. It's just, it's fine. It, it's okay. It. You have to slowly build this. You cannot lightning in the bottle like a private school. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Say that to fucking rice. Two bowls in a row, baby. Kamish, I would also just like to take this moment to remind you in your excitement for the forthcoming ACC season that the forthcoming ACC season will also include Stanford, Cal, and SMU. How does that, how does that like, like Miami's got to go to Cal to play Cal? Uh, that's fucking sickos game of the week. Are you fucking kidding me? That may, hey, you, you know what? We've, we've had so many offers to go sit on Tightwad Hill. Fuck, we might have to. We might have to go to. Might have to go to Berkeley to watch them. I will will fly my happy ass to Oakland to watch that shit. (laughs) They're gonna pepper spray Sebastian. They will. It's fine. It's gonna be great. They're gonna pour. They're gonna pour. They're gonna dump like red paint on Sebastian and oil. Spiritually, it feels correct to have Miami out in NorCal. It just does. It It just. I'm just excited for SMU to do boat crimes. Oh yeah. As opposed to the usual white collar crimes, this is new. Mm-hmm. Boat crimes. If I recall correctly, SMU gets to play at BC this season too, so they get to uh, again. Like the they just go back to Boston. They go to Boston again. They go to Chestnut Hill instead of oh, Fenway. Sh- hey, 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 hey! Don't say bad things about Chestnut Hill. We've been we've been told that we can't. You know, they get very offended when you say things about Chestnut Hill. I love Chestnut Hill. I have nothing against Chestnut Hill. I love chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And then you just, I'm assuming that they're just roasted uh, on a hill, I guess. I don't know. Okay, kids. It is time for us to wrap up this episode. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay, sure. I guess. We have... Bye. We're almost at two hours. I know for an off-season episode. Well, so yeah. so if you all shit. don't know, if y'all don't know, the way the off-season episodes usually work is that we talk like shit like this. Someone will come in with a game of some sort. We will play. We also have our new series that I am going to tease right now. We have a couple series so, actually. So last yeah. last season, we did a the best season of all time for teams who are below five hundred all time. Does that I- I'm currently working on compressing into five small to short five minute scripts for YouTube videos. Yes. That's what I'm working on for our YouTube page. We do have but the notes for that. This year, what we're going to do is we're going to go the other direction. Yes. The worst seasons of all time for teams who are above 600 all time. That's right. So things that really just, they, you know, the year that things just completely went off the rail. I am going to tip the first team we're going to cover, and I'm going to do the presentation on Tuesday. Yeah. Plan. And we're going to talk about an 0-10 Alabama season. No. 
Oh, and 11. Oh, and 11. Thank you. It's all right. So, oh, and again, 11. And their, and their closest win, their closest loss was by 15 to Vandy. That's all right. Woo! That's, so, yeah. that's how that season went. Yeah, research kind of done on that one. Um, for the Substack, we're going to do some, uh, the best season of all time for teams who don't exist anymore. And, and the uh, only reason we were switching this to Substack is because the the best season stuff we can research and turn around pretty quick. Yeah. But the but teams that no longer exist are harder to find information yeah, on. It's going no to take Wikipedia more time to pages. I'm I, we'd have to like like deep research dive for weeks at a time to do some of these teams, which is it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. As uh, opposed to just letting the yearbook shit all over. Whatever then, team I mean, reading. again, we have like a Google Doc with like off season ideas. They involve flags. They involve drafts. They involve, I mean, like ridiculous things. We we may yell about uh, French fries again. Uh, I, I, you know, hey, I'm ready for that. I like. I mean, I'm coming back. I'm gonna make some. Make uh, whatever. I'll I don't eat them care. live on. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pit girl Pit is not does not make this list. So yeah, this, West Virginia this, doesn't either. So it's fine. So we're, the, we were awfully close. I was very glad we did not win the national championship this year. So the uh, the most uh, thing that we have for the uh, worst season of all time for teams who are below, uh, I'm sorry, above 600 all time. It's a 24 part series. The last one that we did, I believe, was a 41 part series. Yeah, so, so this is 24. So we may have some other things going on. We'll have some crazy pronunciation games. Uh, we'll have some uh, other things uh, along uh, the year when there's some news breaking. There may be some more like coaching carousel things that could happen when you know. Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, uh, or, or something like that. I, I have no idea, but you know, there'll Look, be guys, some other I stuff know, that's happening. I know that people, I know that y'all, people who listen to us, just like almost all podcasts like this, you listen to us because you enjoy hearing the four and five of us talk, not so much for necessarily the hitting content that we do. So well, if you like us talking, we get more of that. <laughs> You'll get more of it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep you on, you know, like college football. We'll do some weird stuff. Uh, there may be some crazy one-off episodes where we uh, explore maybe some 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 dungeons, maybe some dragons. Ooh. I, I swear to God, if we, become, if we become a fucking Dungeons and Dragons spinoff podcast like everyone else. No. I mean, it's, it's going to be something that I'm going to try to tailor to college football-wise. But... It'll be fun. We got a lot of stuff coming up. There'll be some college football news. There'll be some crazy stuff that is happening. And again, just just hang in and listen to us. And um, you know, for Nick Saban, although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. Uh, the, the last thing I'm going to say is: Did you guys see that when it's all natural when, when Jed Fish announced that he's going to Washington? Next to his uh, Twitter account and his blue check, it still had the Arizona logo. Oh, so Arizona that's, fans. That's where we're at. Okay, folks, we'll talk to you the next day. Wow.